Dogs of Warcry is a podcast from the Mortal Realms focusing on Warcry, a fast-paced, cinematic skirmish game by Games Workshop. You can expect discussions on gameplay, rules, lore, painting, terrain, and events. In episode 8 of season 5, we're going to be talking about different ways to develop and grow a community around Warcry. We're going to start leagues, run events, and uh, we've been fortunate. We've been doing this podcast since Warcry came out, and we've been fortunate to help grow and develop the Warcry community in the area, and we have lots of people in our local league right now, and it's been a great time. So we're hoping we'll share some tips and tricks, as well as some shout-outs to a lot of the community members out there to help you get your Warcry scene started. Um, my name is Josh, and answering the call with me this week, as you can see, are Vint and Aaron. Eric, how are you guys doing? I'm real good, man. How are you, Josh? I'm doing great. I'm also doing good. Uh, we are transitioning from spring into summer, uh, which uh, has, you know, people are on vacations, uh, you know, kids are getting into activities. Um, but uh, I think Warcry is going to go strong through the summer with our community. And I'm excited to talk about this. Um, we've been very fortunate to have a, a strong community around us and uh, want to help other people find that as well or build that. Yeah. If not, just... yep. So why don't we get started uh, with the Forge of Mithraxis? What's on your hobby table, Vint? You were saying you've got a lot of things you've been working on. Yeah. So uh, so over the last few weeks, um, I've been I work at a coffee shop in downtown Madison, so I get to hang out with a lot of uh, college age folks, and um, you know, fresh out of college or, or just in that age group. And one of the things they, they do a lot of is take pictures. Uh, and the group that, that I work with takes a lot of pictures outside. Um, and one of them gave me the idea that I should take pictures of my models outside. Because how cool, like I was talking about a grass effect. And they're like, why don't you just put it in the grass? Or what if you put it on the beach? Or what if you put it in a tree? And I was like, this is brilliant. So I've been going through and taking pictures of various models uh, all over the city of Madison. And... Um, I'll probably be posting some of those soon. I'll uh, I want to clean some up and make sure they they look cool and that there's you know not some random stranger hanging out behind my model. Um, but it's it's just been neat and if you know it seems different, right? Because our hobby is mostly played indoors. You don't wind blowing your models over or you know a bird snatching them in the middle of a turn or whatever it is. But uh, having your models like you know setting a base into sand or into yeah. whatever it's based like looks really cool um being able to set up um you know uh one of my jade obelisk fighters in in a tree uh like he's gonna jump on top of my mutilith vortex beast looks cool um and you can do super neat stuff with like twigs and grass and it makes the models really come to life so the the last couple of weeks i've just been walking around taking pictures of random models on everything from uh park benches and like i said the the by the beach or in the grass all the way up to like parking garages where they're planed out so it looks like they're just levitating and looking at the capitol building <laughs> now how big so. of a board do we need to play on to accommodate the bench and the tree uh <laughs> on your base 
Uh, quite, 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 quite big, yes. <laughs> you know, where the world is Ungor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> or you take a picture of uh, from a real low angle, so it looks like your uh, your Ungor is having a beach party with people in the background. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, one of them was of uh, one of them was of a marine who had his hand out right. And it looked like he was holding the capital in his hand. It was nice. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I think we need proof of that one. Uh, Josh, what, what's, <laughs> what's been on your table or what, uh, what you've been up to? Um, I did a little bit. Uh, you know, I have the two Blood Hunt box sets. One, one, you know, I got the terrain from our GW-sponsored box, and then I got my own. So I've been working on getting those set up so we can use them to test out some siege battles over the summer. Nice. That's been taking the bulk of my hobby. So you've here. been in under siege. You've been blockaded in trying to get those done, huh? Been sniffing the glue. And <laughs> 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 not a, not a bad way to spend the time. Uh, very cool. Anything else been on your table? <laughs> no, no, that's been it mostly. Um, you know, getting you know stuff done outside, hanging outside with the family and stuff as well with the nice weather. So yeah, but yeah, that's been cool. Um, I have been working on. Uh, Quest or Soulstorm. Um, I want to be cool like some of the YouTube creators that we are going to talk about later this episode. And I'm trying to make a video about my my war, my war band and kind of like where we've seen uh, Night Questers throughout uh, the Games Workshop, you know, the Age of Sigmar properties, all the way back at Silver Tower, etc. And then talk through what my uh, narrative is going to be for these guys. Um, but I've got to record the me part, uh, uh, so I've still got to do a little work on that. We'll see if it ever sees the light of day. But uh, that's what I've been working on, painting up those models so that I can tell cool stories and get some video of them, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, awesome. uh, man, it sounds like we've all been productive in different ways. More more photography and you know getting stuff on video and then you know painting and stuff, so that's pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I think that's everything for The Forge. Excellent. Well, with that, we can move on to the path to glory. Talk about our games and the battles we've had, the war bands we've been playing. And, uh, Vint, let's start with you again. Uh, so, I, uh, we were speaking in the coffee shop. I had a, a last game I'll probably play with somebody for a very long mm-hmm. time. And a first game I've played with somebody for a very long time. Um, I played a game with one of my coworkers. We would play after hours at my, my work at the coffee shop. And uh, he plays Stormcast Eternals, and we've been friends for 12 years or so, and he just got promoted to a new job. So we rang in his last night by playing a, uh, a quick game at the store, and that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's wild because we've always used coffee cups and, you know, <laughs> the, the weirdest coffee-themed terrain you could think of. And uh, it worked out pretty good, but it's always just kind of funny to see these, you know, golden Stormcast Eternals hunting down Ungor's uh, off the top of a 16-ounce coffee cup. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was really cool. And uh, one of the things, right, in keeping with community, uh, he's been a friend for a long time. I don't think he has any other interest in Warhammer other than that he gets to spend time with people. And that's such a big part of why Warhammer is cool. Um, and I'm sure it won't be the last game I play with him, but it will be for a while with his new job kind of taking him far and away. And then it's going to be taking him to... Uh, a place where we probably won't be both playing at each other's workplaces after hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one of my friends I hadn't seen 
uh, I think in six or seven years, uh, came up and we played a game of uh, Dispossessed versus Ungors, and uh, the Dispossessed cut my Ungors to pieces, <laughs> and there was beef jerky aplenty. <laughs> However, uh, it was really good to to get to play a game with him uh, and his Dispossessed. Uh, and it was a, you know, it, the first game was a teaching game, though uh, Craig knows his stuff pretty well, Craig Spencer, uh, my buddy from Seattle, and, uh, you know, childhood friends. Uh, he got into Warhammer through Total War and just, it took off. Um, so I know I made his Book of Grudges with at least a couple characters the second <laughs> game. Um, but uh, the first one was, was very much uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, pulled, pulled beef, if you will. Um, <laughs> but Your yeah, it's just so impactful, right? Like, you're right? <laughs> uh, if you'd have had the food too, it was pretty nice. good. Uh, <laughs> um, but they, they're, they're just such a big part of the community, right? Um, I know that when Craig Spencer goes back, he's going to go play with his buddies, right? Um, he's going to go, he's already teaching his friends, and even if it's a slightly different game, he knows what sportsmanship and knows what fun looks like and how the games work and a little bit smoother mechanics with the dice. Um, so he can take that with him when he goes back. And he knows yeah. that the community is not just him and his two buddies with he plays there, but now he's looking at going out and meeting people. So if you have friends, if we have listeners in Seattle, like hit us up, let me know, and I'll send uh, send one of my friends to come play you guys. Yeah. Uh, but just a super cool part of the hobby and super fun to play first and last games with people always. Nice. Mm-hmm. How about you, Eric? Um, yeah, I had a couple of weeks off of our league because of uh, kids, act, you know, sports activities, etc. Uh, but I did manage to get. Uh, I think my twelfth uh, game with the Untamed Beasts to wrap up my league season. Um, I uh, managed, I think, uh, maybe it was thirteen, like six out of thirteen uh, wins, so about a fifty-fifty. Um, but uh, coming in with the who did I play last? I think I played against um, Ben with his uh, Soul Soulbound. Uh, I can't, I don't for the life of me. I think I lost it. Uh, but not by much. It was a slaughter fest. We all, you know, a lot of stuff died. Um, and it came down, we were playing, uh, oh, you know what, I know what it was. It was, I didn't have a ton of time. The store was closing, and so we played one where it was sort of a king of the hill on top of the, the new uh, ziggurat. Uh, and uh, had I wanted to, like, hunker down, and I could have, like, I had everything on top, deployed on top of it, so I could have, like, shut him out. But I opened up a little bit of space, and uh, one of the, his guys came in and, and got my my key uh, key piece. Um, ended the game pretty quick, but it was uh, it was a fun season to have the Untamed Beast back out. It was great getting the Fulmarine Crusher on the table, which I hadn't since I picked it up in 2019, 2020. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was a really fulfilling uh, league season um, and, a, and a good uh, kind of cap off into the summer. So we've got another league starting up here uh, next week. Uh, probably as of recording this, it'll have already started and that will take us through the end of the summer and that will give us a whole year of uh, our, our league since, uh, you know, uh, Warcry 2.0 started and that feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got yeah. a strong and growing group. So that's been my, mm-hmm. you know, my tabletop just most recently, but it's been a lot of fun with, um, with all of our crew. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, I wasn't able to go last week, but the week before, I got in a couple of really good games, played one with Ben and uh, his, his Soul Blight, and uh, managed to eke out a win, just just barely, had to get the Cursed Relic away, and uh, yeah, I lost a lot of models there, but <laughs> managed to escape with it. 
And then my uh, my second game was against Mike and his uh, his uber beefed up uh, Claws of Karanak, and uh, he had this Varengard ally, and his uh, his leader has souped up all kinds of good stuff. So yeah, he just tore me a new one. <laughs> so, but it, it was still a really fun game, and it was really close, neck and neck towards the end. Although he kept slaughtering my guys, I was like, yep. Is, he's going to get these treasures, but I'm going to make him yeah. for it. <laughs> butt whooping with a smile. Tossing him, running. Toss him, running. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. A lot of fun. I'm glad to hear that. I, mean, I don't think the three stuff. of us have been able to be at a, a league night all at the same time for a few weeks. So it's great yeah. to hear that you've all been uh, still getting games in. And Vint, you yeah. are always uh, uh, evangelizing. Uh, so... Uh, uh, doesn't surprise. I'm surprised that you're not asking people who come in for coffee if they want a quick game. Uh, uh, so funny story. Uh, <laughs> one of the nights, I, I think it was like when you were on a on a break in between or something. But one of the guys that was there was like, "Hey, you're that guy from the coffee shop. You told me to come here." <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Uh, That's he was awesome. like, "I didn't know what kind of Warhammer you guys were playing." I don't think I have anything for that, but I should pick it up. I was like, yes, you should. Yep. <laughs> and then he came in this weekend, and I was like, did you pick it up? <laughs> All right. We can help. We can help. Nice, nice. Decaf in a skirmish game. Um, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to go to the Circle of Paint now. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There are some cool models, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know you're working on your photography, though. I know, I know. I took some, I took some, and I was like, eh, maybe I'll let Eric do it and see if it's better. Yeah, it's brighter. Okay, I, I'll go with that. Yeah, that's the pain. That's the pain part. Although he did break my model. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if you don't, I didn't know there was foul play involved. If you don't behave, I've still got it. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, exactly. more like sayonara. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, listeners, we all appreciate all of you checking out the models and voting, and um, you know, you are all very impressed with Eric's conversion and his Cogritus ran away with it. Fit and I got lots of good votes, too. Lots of good comments. A lot of people like the tentacle colors and other things like that. But Eric, definitely, just like based on the theme and the uniqueness of the model, people loved it. So good job, man. Yeah. So yeah, a huge shout-out to the two people who voted for me. You're real ones. <laughs> you're my favorites. I think you're looking at the wrong polls. There are some other polls where you got more. Uh, but, That's excellent. That's but no. How does it feel to get your, your my, first circle? My first. Challenges? Season five. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Oh man, no, it's good. It's good. I uh, um, we I think what was it? First season we did war bands. Second season we did uh, we did Vanguard. Mar- oh, Vanguard first season. Yeah. Um, Paven won that one. Paven won that one, and then uh, yeah, we've been. I think you and him had been battling it out after that. So I've got my first one. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. It was it was a fun one. That monster is a pretty good one to to, to win on. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it let my uh, conversion work and my building work shine uh, over exactly. over my you know detailed paint work. So uh, it, you have to zoom out. You can't look at the details too much. <laughs> I have the same imagination. Idea. But yeah, no, it was it was good. So I'm very thank you for everybody who voted. Thank you for everybody who had kind things to say about all of ours. Um, it's it's a fun tradition that we've had every season, and I'm looking forward to. To next season to see what we want to do. 
Um, but that's for that's for later. We we don't have to talk about next season yet. Uh, this is uh, this is our wrap up of of season five. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for participating and dry and pushing and motivating me to keep working on that. I hope you guys felt as motivated to, to keep pushing on yours. So this just proves the theme that whoever finishes last wins. <laughs> You know, it's probably because it gets talked about enough, and there's that anticipation building, maybe, maybe. right? Uh, so maybe we should just all dip it until the until we're all ready to to end. Please silence. Oh uh, no. Well, I was super nervous for my first time doing it. I was like, man, like these guys are gonna have it done in two weeks flat. Like I better get cranking on this thing. I'm sorry. And then sure enough, if I ever gave you the illusion later. that speed was. <laughs> Well, I guess there's some things I can do fast, but that was not one of them. Um, cool. Well, are you guys ready to get into our victory condition? One, real quick. Eddie. Yes. So you keep moving out of the, the picture. So I don't know if you want to adjust your camera or your seating so that you're more in the picture, um, if it's possible. Yeah, it may not matter in the end, because on one screen, it's all the full width of the picture. Right now, oh, you're probably okay. looking okay. at just our like chat. So I don't know. How, okay, I don't know perfect. how it's going to end up, but yeah, I'll I'll try and stay closer okay. to the middle. I tend to sometimes. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't know if this is the only thing we were going to see. In which case, you're like half half in and out. But though, you, you could probably see more than I can. Than I can no, there. it's all good. We'll see how it ends up, and I'll. But no, thank you. I'll try and stay middle. It'll be easy, easier anyway. All right, the victory condition in this episode. We're going to talk about community, and we're going to talk about it in two ways. Two ways. One, two. Uh, we're going to talk about it in terms of the online Warcry community that's built up, especially over this past season. Certainly, a lot of them uh, have been around since the first season, but with all this kind of taking the hiatus um, with uh, the pandemic, and season two's really been that kind of coming back to the party. Uh, and we've had an explosion of people in our community online between youtube and uh websites and um our you know different social platforms etc so we're gonna start with talking about the community online as a place to plug in and connect if you're kind of alone where you're at that that's a place to build community and and start creating connection and then two we're going to talk about how if you're interested in having a in-person community that you build in your area how could you go about first building that for yourself uh, and and then kind of growing it and and kind of uh, uh, building on it so that you can be creating a healthy gaming community where you're at. Um, so that's our two parts. Uh, we're going to try and cover both of that, both of those things in the next uh, the rest of this couple hours together. Um, if you have if there's anything we've missed, um, uh, we've tried to be as thorough as I can, as we can. If there's anything we missed, please let us know. And we will continue to add that and, and shout those things out uh, in the coming episodes, etc. So, um, without further ado, why don't we start with uh, the online community that has sprung up or that has strengthened over this last year? Um, uh, Vin, you want to guide us through this online? Yeah, we're, we're going to start it off with some uh, tools for reference and list building. Um, gaming is fun. Know your rules. Uh, Warcry Stats Hammer. Uh, it's at Warcry hyphen Stats Hammer dot Hero K U A P P uh, dot com. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's cool for calculating and comparing damage outputs for Warhammer Warcry fighters. So if you're ever curious of how does my uh, Cabalite work against everything else, this is the tool to use. And it saves you making an Excel spreadsheet and trying to share it with your friends. I don't know anybody who would do something so crazy. <laughs> uh, another good one is Warcryer.net. Uh, it's Warcryer.net.com. Uh, just not .com. Uh, rules compilation, including all warbands, Bladeborn, and Bespoke. And that's pretty cool. Uh, card creator. Um, if you look it up, it's barryshepherd.github.io backslash warcry hyphen card hyphen creator backslash again for all your bespoke reference card needs. These are nice. It's just nice to have the cards, especially when you've been using... You know, when you set up next to somebody else on a Warcry table and you're pulling out giant sheets of paper that have six different sizes from, you know, screenshots, etc. It's just nice to have the little cards sometimes, and it, it, this helps with that a lot. I do this. Uh, I use this one a lot for custom warbands. If I'm creating something a little unique and I want to use a uh, stat block from, you know, use the existing fighter card and I enter in it manually, but I want to put in a custom photo. This is a really good site for doing that. Yeah. Uh, Mission Shuffler is the next one we're going to hit on. Um, it is the war cry at Zucker, Z-U-C-K-E-R, R-A-U-S-C-H dot D-E. Quick random mission generation uh, from what, what I've been saying on the podcast for the last year or so. Uh, I play in random places, and sometimes it's really just as simple as, hey, man, you've ever tried Warhammer before? And they're like, I haven't, but I'd like to. <gasps> and then we do the random mission generation, because otherwise it's just random pick-around stuff. Um, Some, and it's just, it's helpful. Someone just showed this one to me a couple weeks ago at, at League, and it was amazing. Like, it's great. Because um, yeah. sometimes I bring the wrong cards for the wrong terrain, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like... This gives you access to every single box set, you know, and they're really, you know, you can flip them as you're going. Like, it's, it, is, it has a really cool interface, so I definitely recommend this. I'd almost, I'd almost take this, uh, I, might, I might use this full time moving forward. Yeah. Uh, fighter Card Repository. Uh, this one, I'm not going to read you the... <laughs> it's a Google Doc. The website yeah. for... It's Google a Google Switch. Doc, and it's fantastic. Uh, however, we'll post it somewhere. I'm yeah, sure. so r real quick, um, if any of the URLs, like, it's great to grab the URL or hear it so you can quick maybe do a Google search. We'll have these all uh, on a uh, on a blog post uh, at um, Mortal Realms, themortalrealms.com for, uh, in the blog, uh, for or sorry, under our podcast, um, Dogs War Cry, this episode will have the whole kind of show notes there. Yep. And you can also find it pinned in the official Warcry Discord, Warcry Creator Content channel. So if you visit other places, it'll work. Awesome. Sweet. All right. Now, YouTube for the YouTubers. The YouTubes for tactics, product reviews, list building, tournament, and meta commentary. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want people to keep making great content. For real, this means a lot to everybody on here. Uh, we get to talk to a lot of these people in the flesh because, well, community is everything and Warcry's got it. Um, so, like, make sure you're going and if you're watching the content, 
Give it a like, give it a subscribe, hit the real subscribe button so you get notified about all their cool stuff as it comes out. Uh, I, I know I subscribe to over half of these at least, if not almost all of them, just because their, their content yeah. is great. Just a, um, we are not, we are spoiled for choice yeah. in this hobby. Just quick disclaimer, these are in no particular order of ranking or importance or like one's better than another. This is just how we got them down on the page, just in case you're listening and they're feeling slighted by being at the bottom. If you're at the bottom, you're just as good as the one at the top. I'm just saying. Why does it say mumble through the salt the salty sea? Who is that guy? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we can skip that uh, one. Anyway. Yeah, we oh we skipped that no, one. I'm okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, uh, so Dan Herrera at the Salty Sea, we're gonna kick it off there. He's great. Uh, we know him uh, personally. Like he, we run into him at events. We go to each other's events. We're a hop, skip, and a jump away. Uh, so we see each other often enough. Um, so it's it's always good to go to the Salty Sea and check out what Dan's saying over there. Uh, we have Off Meta Musings, and if you haven't checked them out, their their content's really good, uh, and I I just enjoy their commentary in general. Uh, they have a pretty cool way of looking at things. Um, the Dayton War Cry Club. Every time I get I listen to those guys, it feels like there's uh, just that one thing that I've been missing. They're like the missing puzzle piece. Um, but you know, just like all the other the other folks that I've listed so far, they're going to come in with their own cool takes, and they're going to have a lot of cool uh, data uh, that they use when they go through their own stuff and um, through their their club games. Uh, one of these days, if I have like a long enough time to get out to go see them, I want to see one of their events because. I imagine they they run super smooth just listening to the way they talk to them. Um, Optimal Game State. Uh, I haven't gotten to partake in some of their content. Have you, fellas? I've not yet. No. Uh, but I know that they. I've heard them uh, recommended by a couple of guys that we play with uh, that have said that they do a very good job. So right after this video, we'll be clicking on them. Uh, Hobby Jackal. Uh, they do some really neat stuff. I think I've seen a few of their videos. It's uh, it's been a minute since I've had had a ton of time to catch up with my YouTubers, but I know I've subscribed to their stuff too. Um, Tabletop and Beyond. Uh, have you guys checked those guys out? Yeah, they do. They kind of mix around to a few different things. So they do Warcry one out of four times, one out of three times, uh, and they'll often have uh, I think Dayton Warcry Club and Salty Sea on. Um, and they'll be talking about stats and, and spreadsheets and all that kind of cool stuff. Uh, been talking to, uh, them as well about potentially maybe we'll be on an episode in the future. So, um, uh, yeah. So keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. Nice. Uh, war hams on toast. I mean, it sounds tasty. Uh, again. Right. Again, I, <laughs> This this hobby, I feel like, it really <laughs> lends itself to eat more. Um, <laughs> uh, I again, I know I've I've watched a couple of their videos. It's just been a minute. Um, I liked a couple of their takes on one of the earlier war bands. I think it was when I was looking into the Unmade or the the Corvus Cabal. Uh, one of their episodes, they talk about some of the early war bands, and that they had some really good takes on it that I used when I was uh, building those lists for some. Some fun games. So, thanks for the tips, guys. I like them. Uh, and then Cinderfall Gaming, uh, another one that I know I like and subscribe to. Uh, 
I just like how they sound, really. <laughs> like, I, yeah. they, they provide a lot of the same content. Yeah. Um, is all of these people like we all we all War Cry is an awesome game, but it is only in its second edition, and there's lots yeah. of lots of uh, cool feels that come with War Cry. Yeah. So I like I just like they're they're entertaining to me and they're fun. I think that's so. a Australian based uh, um, uh, podcast, and and I know they have a Discord channel. They also do a lot in Soulbound, yeah. uh, the role playing game in the AOS yeah. setting. Um, so, yeah, great, great content. Mm-hmm. Moving on. All right, we got some blogs for those of you who like to read the written word of Warcry. So it's more of like word cry, I think. Um, Off Meta Musings have a blog that's outstanding. Overthinking Warcry <laughs> also has a blog that's probably outstanding. And Optimal Game State, again. Uh, coming in hot with a blog. I didn't know they had a blog, so maybe this is this has got to be one I have to check out. They yeah. have a blog too. Yeah. Um, Overthinking may have a YouTube channel. Um, for some reason, that seems familiar, but maybe maybe I'm just overthinking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think I think I've heard that on seen it. I think I've heard about it on maybe Dayton's War Cry. Okay. Show. Uh, there's a podcast that could potentially be on YouTube uh, at some point called The Dogs of Warcry. <laughs> if you're hanging out listening to us right now, it'd be really cool uh, if we ended up on YouTube. But we're, we're working on it. Uh, this is our first time recording where we can see each other the whole time. and um, It's weird, right? You know, it, it's, it's it unnerving. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not bad. I, uh, I realized that the, the sun went down behind me, so now yeah. you can see all the reflections in the world in my, my room. Vint also chose, chose a, a low camera angle for to appear taller. Oh, yeah, because I'm like 6'5 <laughs> in real life. Uh, for anybody who hasn't met me, at least 6'5, maybe 6'6. Six, six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's when I'm only wearing the foot tall stilts. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> gives good uh, hugs. I give good hugs. It's pretty great. Uh, okay, uh, tools for content creators and others might be who might be interested in such things. Well, here's a quick question. Uh, we, uh, there aren't other podcasts on this list. I'm I'm sure some there might be some of these that. If if some of these people are creating video content, you should think about making it into podcast content. But my question to you, and maybe you, listener, are we uh, are we falling behind? Is it because everyone's like, nah, there's no future in podcasting, so they're all going to YouTube and uh, blog posts, or are we have we uh, intimidated everybody by doing podcasting so extremely well, so professional, so clean? so clear that everyone's like mm, we can't we can't stand we can't step to that i don't yeah i mean we just, they just can't get rid of us you know we've been here since the beginning right yeah you know, we've got history yeah so just question for everybody out there are we uh are we be- making an unfriendly toxic environment in the podcast space that makes nobody else want to join us so just let us know uh at uh, uh mortal realms uh at gmail.com all right. Sorry. I just wanted to ask that question. All right. <laughs> uh, off Meta Musings, uh, again, showing up uh, in the winner's circle down here. Uh, fighter and ability data with a focus on community audited correctness. Um, and they then there's Overthinking Warcry, as well as uh, a Cursling website that uh, I think, Eric, have you used that one? Or is that Josh? 
I have not used the curse thing. So this is sort of like uh, stuff that's been collected in one place so that other people can kind of work off of it or, or you yes. create video content or other kinds of content with strong reference material. Um, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's so cool. like off meta musings, they do a lot of, same as, similar to Salty Sea, they do a lot of like uh, spreadsheet analysis of things. So I think their fighter and ability data is kind of gives you insight into those things if you wanted to use that in a video. Sweet. Um, anything, right. anything else you want to say about uh, the community or kind of your experience? How has it been having this community explode online for you guys? Um, I guess I'll quick shout out as another one. If you are on uh, social media platforms, right? There are a couple of strong uh, Facebook groups for Warcry. Um, I think two of them in particular, both called Warcry. Uh, I don't know, Josh, if you know how to differentiate between the two. Uh, well, one started in the past. There was an original one, and then people, something happened there with the the person who kind of set it up. So then the there's an actually Warhammer Warcry Facebook group. That's the only real active one. Okay, there, so. so there's a there's a more active one uh, and, a, and a, a more historic one. So a couple ones to jump on. Um, there's a, a Warcry Reddit group. Uh, so if you want to yep. find people just chatting about Reddit, uh, building lists and, you know, subredditing the heck out of it. Um, and then there is, um, obviously our discord channel has some Warcry conversation. If you want to join us at the forward slash discord, um, we have, uh, both, we have a, we have a local chat, but we have a, a global chat where we talk to people and it's pretty active. We're sharing stuff. We're talking stuff all the time. And then there is, um, how do you identify the larger Warcry Discord um, ch uh, platform or, or server? Does it have a different designation? Designation? Nope. It's just it's just Warcry Discord. Yeah. So if you're wanting to connect with the the most Warcry players, maybe on the globe, I feel like that has the largest number of people just talking about Warcry all the time, mm -hmm. every day, constantly list building rules questions uh so many lore teams. yeah there's there's always something going on and it's and it's busy every day so if you don't want to ever work again just talk uh war cry all the time uh that discord channel is a place to look at as well if there are other ways that you guys are connecting with uh war cry let us know um you might have your own slack channels you might have your own uh facebook groups etc if it's something that you want to make public let us know, and we'll uh, we'll connect it into this list in the future. Uh, I guess just how has it how has this community shaped kind of your Warcry experience as you're painting, as you're hobbying, as you're building community? What what is this this slate of content creators meant for you guys personally? Um, it's been great. I mean, I think there's a lot of really interesting, you know, as Vince said, a lot of interesting perspectives and discussions around, you know, which models are good for certain war bands, what strategies, and um, even, you know, just on the hobby side of thing, you know, painting and conversions, sharing about tournament stats and what war bands were brought. It's been it's been interesting to have that and uh, to also have it in audio format as well as video format. Get a variety of mediums for those people who like one versus the other. So it's been it's been really nice to see it grow so much this past year. Yeah, um, I think I think for us it's been um, 
it's been really good to see in the last year how it's grown. Uh, I think it's been really cool to see. I didn't know about the Salty Sea before I started on this podcast. Uh, and then it started off with Josh going, hey, you know, this guy from the Salty Sea, you should know him, right? He's a podcaster. And I'm like, no, I don't know anything about him. And then I met Dan like that day and then was on his podcast. So, uh, and from then it was super cool to see him and like converse with him. And I listen to his videos still and watch them whenever they're launched. And it's just cool to see that and then see like even there uh, through going to his events, right? Uh, I've been able to connect with the people that were there um, and the, the cool sportsmen that are everywhere. I think one of the biggest things. Uh, for me, and this is through podcasts. The uh, and and forgive me, I forget his name. Uh, the gentleman that traveled up from Dallas or Arizona. Is oh, Chris Paul. Oh, Chris. Chris. So Chris heard our podcast and showed up at an event. He heard Salty Seas podcast and showed up at an event. This guy just drives around all over. He's decided this was going to be his game this year. So he listened to the podcasts and he flies all over the states. And he goes to random war cry stuff, and man, I couldn't be more envious of some of the th- yeah. things the people he's gone to see. You him think play. Chris would adopt us? Um, I think he would. I think he would. Okay. Uh, if we asked real nicely, um, but like there, right? Like that is what the community is capable of, and it's not just the war cry. Uh, it's just cool to see it happening, right? When I think of um, some of the some of the big hammer stuff, I know I have friends that travel all over the states to go do that. Mm but that we're starting to have people do it solely because of our online presence is a pretty big deal. So we should celebrate that as a community, not just us or Salty Sea or Dayton. Yeah. Uh, all of us, you know, it's just a really cool thing. Yeah. I, and kinda unique. I think it's been, it's definitely been new since 1.0. And 1.0, yeah, you know, it took a little bit for Warcry, I think, to become more public or become more online. Um, and... Uh, I love being able to listen to stuff as I'm hobbying and thinking about how I want to build stuff. I love seeing or hearing the different takes um, that people are, you know, something new comes out. You first glance at all their war scrolls, they're the fighter cards and the abilities. And everyone's like, Oh, that one's the hot thing or that's the hot thing. And then you play it and see if that's the case. Right. Um, So it's just, it's just a healthy amount of like energy and excitement around every release. And that really helps. I mean, certainly that helps Games Workshop sell more stuff. But it helps us build more community. It helps us find more people that are interested and, and win more people into playing miniature games because Warcry is already a very um, easy game to get into. Um, but then on top of that, having so much energy and excitement around it just continues to kind of pull people in. And that's that's what we want. We want, we want more people playing it globally so that more people play it locally, right? Um, uh, and it's inspiring. Uh, I think, uh, seeing other people creating content and types of content makes me want to create more videos. It makes me want to create other content. Uh, and so it's, it's nice to have that energy, you know, that to, to bounce off of. Um, uh, I will say that like, it has been interesting being a new community, uh, with that, in that regard, because I remember going on one of the salty seeds, one of Dan's videos and I made a comment and my comment was a little like, uh, it was a little defensive and it was a little challenging to something he said. Uh, but then I was like, Oh crap, this is, this is the internet that felt too public. Like we're used to kind of small discord community, like not that public, not that outward, you know, outward, but like putting something on a public video 
like that's that's a little bit different right and you know we've people content creators have run into different topics where it could be you know there could be some controversy around it so that's kind of a new growing pain for our community as well is being a little bit bigger having a bit more influence on kind of uh, how, how people perceive each other and still kind of having that it's a small world kind of right um, kind of feel so um, it's definitely had a I think it's been been really cool for for this season and had an impact on on the fun of the game for sure mm-hmm. uh, I mean we talk about the videos like when new videos come out we talk about them at game nights right we're talking about them with new players as they're coming in and they want to play a certain faction we say oh you should go check out you know, off meta musings video on this or Dan's video on that, you know, we should, we, we use it all the time as a reference for new players. So I think it's hugely valuable. Um, yeah. Uh, so thank you for everybody who's creating content out there around Warcry. Um, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a great, great, uh, company to be, uh, be with. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Cool. Yeah. Now, We've talked about the online community, and for a lot of people, this is where their first foray into Warcry is. Partially because we're a lot of people are online, you know, not first, but you know, they're online when they get introduced to new things, right? We find that out through social media, mm-hmm. through other groups we're in, and so we get introduced to it, and we might go down the rabbit hole and find a Discord group or a YouTube channel. <clears throat> when we started, uh, partially because the the Mortal Realms Network is a podcast first group when Warcry came out we said let's create Warcry content um and then quickly after that though once we kind of had the groove there we recognized the importance of going local and vint was actually uh uh the manager at a we've talked about this before manager at a local warhammer store uh and and pulled josh and i in to and paven to start you know running league and uh man i gotta say um when we started looking at doing league this past year, I didn't, I wasn't sure how successful we were going to be because we didn't have you in a store, you know, with like pump and war cry into people's veins. Uh, like, <laughs> like we did in, in 2019. Um, so the question was, was <laughs> were we going to get what we needed out of it? Um, and so what we want, uh, but once you move from offline, right, you got your offline community, but then you want to play games. And when you want to play games, you need in-person community you need local community and uh all the time we're on the discord our channel and we see people jumping in saying i love Warcry. i haven't gotten a game yet i'm trying to get my friends into it or uh, i'm kind of in a place where not only a lot of people play this game i'm trying to find somebody is anybody in this area um and so people are looking for local community around this um so we thought we would take a minute we've done this before we've done this episode a couple years ago uh, maybe season two, um, but it's a new year. It is post-COVID. There are a lot more tools at our disposal. There's a huger, bigger online set of resources. So let's talk about how we build community, how you, the listener, could build community where you're at and how uh, kind of the path we would recommend taking to get started and then to grow it. <clears throat> I've already talked a lot about this because I'm super passionate about it because I feel like um, one, I, we decided to do this episode. I sort of went down a rabbit hole of kind of putting an outline together. Um, but let's start with, um, let's start with the beginning and what we've done every time 
is starting with a core group of players and committing to a set time and place. Josh or Vint, how important is that first step to to getting the ball rolling? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh, how many games did we play where it was like, hey, I hope somebody shows up to this Thursday night? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot. There were a lot of games where it was just me and Josh playing Warcry uh, back and forth until somebody else showed up. And, uh, you know, it, it took time, and we picked it up off the ground slowly, and uh, COVID hit our community very hard for uh, games. And mm-hmm. so we went from 22 people with a line at each table at one point to, you know, me and Josh looking at each other like, What'd you bring today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can exactly. I beat you with whatever I brought today, Josh? The answer was not yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we played uh, a ton of games like that. But you know what? Anytime somebody came in for Warcry, they came and they saw we were there. And, you know, it's the Field of Dreams mentality. If you build it, they will come. Let me ask you guys, though. Like, so, Josh, like... Vint, like the three of us in some shape or form have had each other to play off of. And, you know, like, hey, we, you know, we've been sort of committed to building that. What about the person who needs to find that one other, right? Who needs to find their number two? What were some things that, uh, that you guys have seen or how have you gone about finding that number two in, in this or in other things? Have you, have you, how do you, advice for finding number two? Uh, that's tricky. Um, you know, th- depends on the circumstances. But I, I found, uh, you know, whenever you, you go someplace, if you're at the game store, you know, say at the Warhammer store or Max or, you know, whatever game store, you sit down, you're doing your hobby, you're painting, you know, you're building it. People get interested. They come around, they ask questions. And then that's kind of where you can kick it off. Or or if they play other skirmish games and you see, or, you know, if, you know, if they've got some sort of background, you can usually kind of start talking about, you know, hobbies and interests and then, you can broach the question, oh, hey, you know, I'll try yours, you want to try my game, and we'll, yeah. you know, that kind of thing would work, too. Uh, I mean, it, for me, it's a lot of, hey, friend of mine, what are we doing tonight? Oh, I don't have any plans. Cool, I brought models you're playing Warcry. Uh, you know, hey, that's a cool shirt you got on. Awesome, you want to play Warhammer? Because it's a Skaven <laughs> shirt today. non You know, like, <laughs> so, so it, like, you find your plus one by by sometimes just being like, and tonight we're playing Warcry. Yeah, and sip your red wine and and laugh maniacally into yeah. the night as they get into a, a new hobby. But right. <laughs> realistically, like when you have friends and you want to be interested in what they do, right? It's just basic friendship. Um, I care what Josh is into. I care what Eric's is into. You know, like there's, I care what Davy Calkins is into. All of our friends, all of our people that we podcast with, all of our people in our community. Um, and I get to see my friends, and that's one of the best reasons to do any community. I don't care if it's airsoft. I don't care if it's, you know, a community of people who like to get together and and sing Harry Potter songs. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Uh, you do the thing that your friends are interested in. So, so bring something to that table, right? Like I'm interested in this thing, uh, and if you don't have an interest, cool. Want to share mine? Yeah. Like, let's do that together. Yep. I think, I mean, you, two things in there. One, be persistent. Like, com- like, tell people that you love this game and you want to play it and be persistent. Like, not be a belligerent or an a-hole about it. Um, right, right. But, uh, you know, be persistent. Like, But then you also could point, maybe sometimes you need to give and participate in something that somebody else likes in order to get sort of, uh, 
you know, give them, get them to try it. And I think that there's that, that initial thing of learning to do demos for your friends, right? Learning to play a game with your friends and showing them that experience. I recently was invited uh, with the What the Hex crew uh, to play a game of, of Underworlds uh, with the new set that was, that's coming out. Um, and uh, um, what was I going to say? I, I stopped over. I went met them. They set the place in time. I joined them there. They had a cappuccino ready. So I had a nice warm cappuccino to get me started. Uh, they were making, they do kind of get together and they have tacos. So they had like food prepared. Like, no, if you have food prepared, right? So if you want to get some people, bribery. yeah, bribe people to get started with you, right? Uh, <laughs> right? Offer, to, offer to buy a pizza or something like that. Like, uh, and then I had another <laughs> friend who picked up um, some pickleball uh, paddles and balls. And he invited me to go play pickleball with them. And then he invited me again to go play pickleball with him. Now he and I have been playing, like, then it some time passed. And he's like, hey, it's going to be nice out pretty soon. Do you want to schedule an ongoing time to play pickleball? And I said, sure. And now we're playing pickleball all the time. And we've asked our, we finally, like, talked, told other people about it. Uh, and we're maybe getting some interest now. Uh, so I might have another club that, that I'm joining. But Perfect. Perfect. That leads me. Uh, well, so the other kinds of things I might say too is um, uh, partner with a local store. Um, let them know, hey, you're trying to start something with Warcry. Maybe the store owner wants to play with you, or somebody at the store, or one of the employees, really likes the game, and they could be one of the starters. Vint, you were that. I mean, you were trying to build Warcry community uh, for part of the for Games Workshop at our local store. Um, but you genuinely wanted to build community and we wanted to build it too. So it was a great partnership for us. Um, so a lot of ways to kind of uh, get started. It may take, um, uh, you know, like giving some part of your like firstborn child in exchange for, you know, uh, you know, golden, golden thread or a golden friendship, something like that. But uh, just getting yeah, started can be hard, but there's a couple of ways to go about it. Right. Um, one of the big things you mentioned the the LGS things. Uh, no matter what, right? Like, because nobody can sit at a game store and paint all day, and your friends do have lives too. And not all of them will be down. Even if you're like, I'll supply everything you need to play. Sometimes you're still gonna get a no. Sometimes you'll get a no indefinitely, um, right. and that happens, right? They're still your friends. Just you know, make sure you don't show up at their bar mitzvah. You know, that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Start the big people. thing is having a, a positive and welcoming liaison uh, that will back your play and your hobby and your league and rep it for themselves and for you. Um, we are very lucky with the person we are working with right now, with uh, Darius at, oh. at Mox. He is... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I thought you were talking like about me. <laughs> oh, and Eric. Eric is great all the time. Um, fantastic. <laughs> Scion of the hobby, really. Uh, he's got like 90% more votes than me and Josh together. Um, <laughs> one time, one time. One time, one time. <laughs> That's one for one for me, buddy. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> you can't do it too. You, you, um, got, you just got to wait four more seasons. <laughs> that's all comeback story i'll be i'll be a ripe i'll be a ripe 43 or something and be like oh yes um so 
Uh, no, but with the the person we partner with right now, if you go in and you talk to him about Warcry, I've gotten pings on our Discord server from him. Hmm. Right? Like, hey, like, there's this guy said I should come talk to you, or I was there, uh, I was playing another game uh, with some friends, not even Warhammer related, and somebody came up because Darius is like, hey, Vint, you got a moment? This guy has a question about Warhammer stuff, and I just wanted to show him to you. I was like, sure. Um, and so, like, right, we scratch each other's backs, and it helps. Uh, we've also had a hard time, right, where we landed right after um, the Warhammer store when I left. Uh, was a good environment for a little bit, and then things got a little spicy there. So we moved on, right? And there's a time and a place where you know when, if you're looking at your group of people, and somebody comes in when you're there and asks about Warcry, and the person behind the counter goes, yeah, it's one of those Warhammer games or Wargaming games, I don't know, it seems expensive, uh, that might be a sign that you need to find a new LGS to go go at, right? Um, or if they're literally chasing you out when you do finally get some people there, uh, that's normally the, the final call, right? Like, you can't... If you've had some kind of meet-up with them to be like, please don't chase my friends away when we play games here, uh, as long as you guys aren't being rambunctious or in the wrong, if they're just being rude, then it's time to go. Um, if no other reason, then you know, the consistency that you'll be able to have there will be less, uh, and you want to make sure you're keeping a clean and cohesive uh, group, right? If you ask me, Josh, or Eric about Warcry, we're going to tell you it's our favorite. Um, if you ask us about what we like about the hobby, we're going to tell you there's a lot of stuff. Um, and we have that reflected in our LGS, and your LGS should be there to support you because you're there to support them, right? You're giving them a service yep. by running a league or running a group or having people show up at their store. The busier they look, the better it's going to seem that this is a good place to come play games of any nature, yeah. uh, especially one that doesn't take up much space. Um, so, yeah, it, it find a good LGS partner. I'll also just add uh, early days of Age of Sigmar before it was, um, you know, like 2016, 2017, we spent some time trying to build community by, by rotating uh, game shops. So we would try and pick a different night you know, rotate weeks, go someplace else. And sort of because even in a local geography, people are kind of scattered to, to neighborhoods or to kind of parts of town. And so you can sort of like work your way through the city or the town you're in picking up, like, uh, you know, you know, attracting or, or finding those people, finding out when their game night is and, and trying to find people then. That can be another way to kind of find that one other or two others or something like that. Now... Mm -hmm. Once you have a second or a third and you're getting together um, and you're kind of being cons being consistent, um, playing together, and then I think the next step is to create some sort of structure around your get-together. It doesn't have to be a lot, and I'm not gonna say, but if it's, a, if it's kind of a free-for-all or people don't know what to expect from it, I think it can be... Um, uh, I think so. Let me flip it. I think it, it has been really beneficial when people know what they're what to expect when they show up for a game night with us. And so um, there are a couple of ways to do that. Josh, do you want to talk about uh, leak and how we've kind of decided to structure that as our yeah definitely? You know, and how much structure is there? How much is it to to start that? Yeah, and and again, it kind of evolves over time. But you know, I think like the initial thing is the consistency. You know, kind of agreeing. Hey, does you know which day works best for most people? What time? And then 
we'll be here from this time to this time. Well, I'm bringing all the terrain. I'm bringing my stuff. You know, you just need to bring models, or if you need you need a loaner, Warband, we can provide that too. So it's kind of uh, establishing mainly a place and a time. Um, weekly is nice, but again, you know, bi-weekly, whatever works. It could be monthly, depending on the group and the individuals. And then you just say, we're going to be here from this time to this time. You know, so you show up any point in there, we'll have some hobby or something else going on. Or, um, you know, if something changes, you, you communicate and let people know. But I, I think that's been really helpful. You know, people know, okay, if I'm going to show up, I'm going to at least see my friends. I'll get to do some hobby. Maybe, you know, oh, maybe the games are busy. I've got some stuff I can work on and still participate. I can heckle people. You know, there's lots of fun ways to still connect, even though you may not be playing immediately at that time. But, you know, there's going to be people playing. And um, but once you have that, you can you can again set up a league, um, and you know we we found eight weeks to be pretty good, where you can kind of have your warband develop over time, and uh, and we'll insert events, you know, memorable multiplayer events or other things to kind of capture the interest or throw everybody together at once to kind of get a, a a unique play experience for people, something that's memorable as well. And I think that works pretty well. And uh, when we first did the, the initial leagues, we also included like a warband painting contest. And you know, so and kind of encourage people to uh, paint up a warband during the course of the league night, and you know, it'd be kind of fun to introduce some of that. And as the league evolved, we also kind of did some house rules and kind of you know tweak some of the things that were unclear in the rules set, or you know, in terms of like now encampments, um, you can lose them pretty rapidly. So we're looking at different ways to make them more uh, enjoyable to go after that faction-specific encampment, that, so people will be more interested narratively to pursue that. So you kind of get the feedback from the league and you build on it so that everybody stays engaged and has a lot of fun and um, and then has unique opportunities to try their own stuff or yeah. whatnot. No, I think it's important not to try and like rule with an iron fist or anything like that. Right. But to create like to have like say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna play narrative, uh uh and that is bring some certain rules to it. We're gonna have an eight week schedule so that when new people come in, it's a fresh start, right? It can be intimate. Some people are intimidated when they start and everybody's been playing a warband for eight weeks and they're like, Oh, I'm going to get crushed. Right. You start fresh, you start new, you get new points of entry. Uh, we do narrative, but I know that I think I remember that our underworlds community, our, our, our brothers and sisters over there, we're doing a ladder type, um, uh, kind of that was their structure. Um, that, you know, ladders are sort of like you can pick somebody a couple rungs above you, you can play them. And if you win, you change slots or something like that, right? Uh, that's a more competitive mm -hmm. type of group. And that would be totally fun way to start kind of a community. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, so I think that there's other ways to structure it that can be light. The other thing, um, uh, what's, what can be nice about like when we do these eight week rotations that we can change it up. We could say, hey, this time we're going to focus, like this last time we focused on bespoke warbands. And everybody kind of picked a bespoke warband because people were, were picking more soup stuff or more, you know, like compendium stuff. And so we kind of wanted to switch it up just to get let people use different warbands. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, like sometimes we do special events. We'll do a siege event or we'll do a multiplayer event. Just to, you know, but we let people know ahead of time and we do it in kind of in between leagues just to create different excitement or points of interest or kind of break up the monotony of it. Because even fun games can get monotonous if you're doing the same thing over and over. Um, mm -hmm. Any other thoughts on yeah, structure? There's even point to, there was a point in time, too, where uh, you know we were all signed up for Dan's uh, event 
you know, the tournament. And so since a large group, a large majority of the group was planning to go, you know, we decided, okay, we're going to practice some tournament lists during our mm -hmm. league nights. And, you know, so we kind of changed it up to composite narrative. We did that for a while. And again, it's just about maintaining that enthusiasm, that engagement, you change it up, spice it up. We had Mike run, you know, three weeks of league for us while we were prepping for Adepticon. You know, so he came in with this, with this new setup and kind of ran it and added Campaign some art. twists to it. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it, it, you know, once players get involved and engaged, you know, share that responsibility because they would love to, you know, share their imagination and their yeah. enthusiasm and creativity too. So. But to start off, keep it light, keep it easy to manage. It doesn't need to be a huge, like, amount of paperwork or anything like that. Uh, but some structure gives something, uh, gives an expectation of what people are coming into, what's expected of them, and kind of if they try something and it's not exactly what they like, that there's a point to start over or everyone's going to start fresh. Um, now, I think you guys mentioned this a little bit. What about stuff? What about bringing stuff? What about that barrier of entry of stuff on the table? Uh, what, do, what does somebody trying to create a new community, what do they need to come with to kind of ensure best results or to, to kind of give them the best shot? Vint, do you have a thought on that? Yeah, I mean... Uh, making sure you have warbands enough for you and your friend to play. Making sure they're balanced. Don't bring your tournament list and something that's like, well, I got this out of a start collecting box. Here you go. Um, oh, I grabbed ten models at random off of my bespoke warband set. Here's your unmade. Now here comes my coronate super demon list. Like, goodbye. Um, you know, here's my four Varengard. Have fun. Um, it's just make sure that they're balanced. <coughs> Um, and if you're not sure, bespoke warbands are great. Uh, you should have a pretty balanced time with most of those. Um, how much, and they're built for that. If you're, I mean, if it's, if it's the two, you are playing with your second person, you know, uh, you might play on one set of terrain all the time, even for the two of you, it'd be great to have a second set of terrain if you can afford it, if it's mm -hmm. something and if you can use, uh, put some train together from other stuff that you already have, great. Um, I think, and I talk to your LGS. Yeah. See if you're, yep. If um, another reason to work partner with an LGS is what is their terrain situation, or mm -hmm. yeah. if you're willing to paint up terrain for them, sometimes they have uh, some Warcry terrain that they would that they you know have in stock that they'd love to put on the table, but they need somebody to paint it. Could be a great way to to kind of get some more terrain for the community you're building. And, you know, and it's something Vint mentioned earlier is, you know, I've, I haven't played necessarily a whole Warcry game outside, but when my kids were younger, we would play with models out in the grass that are building forts with trees and sticks. I mean, you can set up a fairly, you know, decent Warcry play space yeah. outside. And well, play. and, you know, and Vint talked about coffee thing. cups, right? Uh, if right. You, exactly. you can get creative if, uh, you know, you Many stories have been told about people entering wargaming with books uh, covered by blankets to make hills and all that kind of stuff. So, right. exactly. um, so having a few uh, boards can be great. Uh, not the most important, um, but they can add a lot of visual. Like <clears throat> we like to have some painted up boards and terrains when we're playing because people stop and they look at it. Right? You'll get rubbernecking if you have nice looking terrain, right? And if you have good looking boards and painted armies, 
you'll get people that are walking through the store and they will stop to look at what you're doing. So again, there's ways to do this without that. Um, the benefit to, if you have those things and you struggle with painting, that getting those things painted can give you a little boost as well, uh, just for table presentation. Um, I think to your point, you talked about demos. I think even better than list building, uh, knowing how to list build or balance lists for demos is knowing how to unoptimize your choices. Learn how to <laughs> run a game where you're helping somebody run through what their list does rather than focusing on like running your list the most optimally or to that sort of thing. So learn you kind of teach all the different rules and what they can yep, do. And stuff let like them that. beat up on you. Uh, so that they can use their abilities and use their stuff. Just think of it like a tutorial in a video game. It's supposed to be on easy mode for, for them, right? Um, but that's, you know, I think that that's, uh, that's important. But, yeah. Hey, Josh, could you run a training game with me just so I could win one real quick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of new here. Do uh, well. could you I'm going to do this, Fint. I'm going to do this next, yeah. so you may want to stop that. One of the... <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I was listening, and all I could think of was, like, man, I, I've seen all these crazy videos of people doing stuff in mosh pits. If you have a video or a picture of you doing War Cry in a mosh pit, you are you are the bravest soul I know. I'll get a t-shirt with your face on it and a picture. It'll happen. I'll wear it. It'll be great. <laughs> nice. I think uh, that should be an, uh, a cosplay for uh, Adepticon next year is just like a, a, a harness with a board laid out and ready to play at any time. Demo game of War Cry. As it's a like, the, like the popcorn vendors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know. Get your war cry, yeah. Get your war cry. Demo, the demo thing over your head, like it's time. Demos here, war cry demos here. Yes. Uh, nope, absolutely. Um, so you've got, uh, you get your core group, you find a place, you create a, a, a modicum of structure just so that you can, when people come in, you say, it's this, it's this, it's this. Structure feels important. Uh, you bring enough stuff to not just play for you and your buddy, um, but maybe have a second set. So you could introduce her to have another couple of games, bring a war band or two or three so that other people can play. Now, I know this sounds like we're saying, Hey, you need to invest a lot. My assumption is, is if you're gung ho for this game, you've probably already purchased a couple of things right in the hopes of this. So I hope we're not, you don't feel like we're putting like a financial burden on you to say, Hey, you have to spend $500 to start a community. If it's something you're already investing in and then you just want people to play, hopefully you already have these things. Partner with a local game store if financially that's not the easiest thing for you to do. Find find somebody or your buddy to partner with with that. Now, and then once you have enough stuff and you start playing, hopefully your... Uh, now, and let's just say it's you and your buddy playing, or it's a third person playing, I would still recommend this next step is create an online space to talk about the games you're playing. Does that make sense? I think a big part of this part too, when you're switching into an online space as well, uh, it can alleviate some of the, well, we don't have a good LGS, right? I, we have one in town and they're really not nice. So the nearest one is like, you know, 65 miles away, and we're not going to drive that every Tuesday to go play a, a, our 65-minute game. 
Um, right. So we're going to be playing at each other's houses. And, yep. you know, we only had 60 bucks to get into this game together. We both got our 60 bucks and got a Warcry set or we, you know, we partnered up or we're playing with Legos or whatever it is. Um, the fun is what matters. And mm -hmm. so when you have an online space that isn't tied to a physical location. Mm -hmm. You can then use that that online space to communicate and talk about it. Man, I had three years of battles for the Nacho Bowl. Uh, <laughs> we did a three-way battle every Friday with the same armies over the same Nacho Bowl, and we would just change up the candles in the middle to cover for a line of sight. And uh, it was so fun, and, uh, you know, it took me a while to even get into the terrain. Uh, it took me getting the job at Games Workshop to get into the terrain mm. because I was like, Nacho Bowl, yeah, like <laughs> this is great. I, I need nothing more. Um, how many games have been played at Michelangelo's Coffee House with just coffee cups? Yeah, it, a lot. It's did, been a lot. My question is, <laughs> did you choose a Nacho Bowl so that whoever won could just say Nacho Bowl? Uh, oh, all the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and it so. was great because there, you know, after a few drinks, people would be like. Would the Mutalith Vortex Beast float on these nachos or no? You know, <laughs> could he stand in the nacho bowl? And will we allow it? Yep. Uh, and, and usually the rule was only if you make sure he's cleaned up afterwards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll say, like, so for me and my buddy playing pickleball, it's just text. We have a text chain that's where we just mostly talk about pickleball. Once in a while, are we taking kids to the pool or whatever? But we talk about pickleball. We say, uh, and and what we use that space for to say is, Hey, are you excited about playing pickleball in a few days, right? Tomorrow or the next couple of days. Uh, when we started chatting and, and when we have our, our friends in our local discord, um, it, because, because I want to say have people doesn't mean you don't have to keep working at it. Um, you still need to every, however often that you're going to play, get people hyped up. You need to say, Hey, who's all coming out? uh on x day uh to play uh some war cry uh or if you're not there hey how did war cry go tonight i wasn't there send me pics or guys did you check that out i loved playing that game tonight like you need a kind of the water cooler to chat and kind of keep the fun going and, and i think we know this naturally because we do this all the time but i just want to call it out specifically that even if you've got a small group you still need to have a space online where the two or three or four of you can chat about it and, and chew on it and, and razz each other and hype up the next time you're going to get together or coordinate. Yeah. Or here's what I'm picking up or here's what I'm buying. Think about this list. Like if you take it, if you just reserve your time to chat for the night that you're playing, I think you limit how much energy you create for the, the community that you're building if you can translate it to even a small space online that you can grow and add to for us, it used to be a messenger group, right? It wasn't even a Facebook group. It was just a messenger yeah. chain. Um, now we have a whole discord, uh, a couple of discord channels we work off of. So uh, it, we have more tools to work with. Um, uh, but I think all of those things, and then this is where we learn a lot about this online community stuff. Hey, have you seen this article and you post that there, or did you see, uh, online Metamusings, or offline, sorry, I said it wrong. Uh, off Metamusings, you see their latest video uh, and you post a link. So you just start, you use that online to connect and plug and you're building more time together and community beyond that one night that you're together playing games. 
Well, guess... it's nice too because it's varying perspectives too, right? Like you're building in, hey, this is a safe place for all of your thoughts too. This is our hobby, right? We shouldn't be like, oh boy, I'm scared of my hobby, which is another thing too with LGSs. Like it's nice to be able to communicate. Hey, friend, now that we've played two games at the LGS, do you want to try and like have a beer and like play someplace else? You know, maybe you come over to my place. Maybe I come over to your place. And we play some games. Um, we play them on a patio and watch the sunset at uh, Eric's. We <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, play them in a garage perfect. or, uh, you know, you play them at Michelangelo's. So you, you can yeah. play them anywhere. Yeah. Um, but having that ability to then flex and find new places, you're doing it together. And it's something that is very corroborative and that's really good at its core. Yeah. Um, no matter where you're playing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And even in our local community, you know, like Ian and Zach, well, you know, and, and even other times, Paven, we've had like a hobby night once in a while. Well, hey, this week, uh, you know, for a couple hours, I'm painting online. Do you guys want to paint? We'll join in. You know, so even beyond Warcry, they're, they're painting Warcry Warbands, they're painting other models. But just developing that community has led to, you know, I'm going to be painting at home for a couple hours. Hey, let's video chat in. We'll talk about it. We'll continue discussing our hobby while we're doing this together, you know? So it's, again, it's kind of building and reinforcing that community and camaraderie that, that continues to feed into the league and, and, and going forth from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it means that not only are people playing Warcry on the night that we've created to kind of focus it, but people are playing now scheduling other nights to get together. They're forming closer bonds. They're creating stronger relationships. Um, and one of the things that I, I want to kind of quickly, before we get into maybe growing this, right? Because I think that's, that's the next thing to talk about. But, um, we've heard, we've heard about the importance of the third space, right? Most people have their home and they have their work, right? Their workspaces. Their home space is one place where they got family and kids. Um, and they have that identity wrapped up in that and all the activities you got going on. I know, you know, Josh, you and I are in different places in our parenting. Uh, I've got young kids, you got old kids, um, but our home is is one space. Vin, you've got your partner and you and the things you do together and war crime may not always be one of those, right? And then you've got your work, right? Your profession, your, your professional self, that part of your identity. But it's important for people to have a third space where they can sort of be their, their self, right? Uh, a different, ver you know, that, that self self, right? Not, not the bachelor or, you know, the, um, the you know, self. you know, yeah. Like, and some people might, might choose that third place to be, um, you know, a place they go and, 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 uh, watch sports with other people or, you know, um, so there's lots of different places for that third place to be, but it's shown to be really important for people to have a third place, uh, as identity to be seen, to build community, to, to kind of express themselves. And this is a, this is a something that your gaming community can be for people. Um, and I, I think that that's uh, pretty important. All right, we've talked about starting like the level, level set foundation, uh, grab one or two other people, get consistent, find a place, create a little bit of structure between the two or three of you have enough stuff to play you know, a couple of boards or invite somebody, have extra war bands to invite somebody into, learn how to play demos. Once you've got that established of just a couple of people, get online and start making sure that that war cry talk is beyond just the night that you play, if you can do that. And make sure that you don't 
you don't uh, take it for granted that just because everybody else is interested now that they're always going to be as interested all the time. Things come up, so you got to hype it. You got to keep people excited. You need to change it up, etc. Now let's talk about growing. Once you have that foundation and you've played fifteen times your your friend fifteen times in a row, right? Fifteen weeks playing the same person and always always Still losing. Still haven't beat Josh. God. <laughs> you beat me. You beat your me. friend never Once. lets you win. <laughs> maybe get new friends. You need to play more often. Vince, maybe get new friends. Uh, I do. Oh. I do. <laughs> he doesn't let you win even one time. No. Um, no, no. I need help. I need training, clearly. <laughs> so let's talk about growing. Uh, and first and foremost, when you want to grow, who do you invite? Who are some people that would be good candidates for being coming into your group? I mean, besides the person ordering coffee across, you know, any anybody across your path. I know, Vint, your 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 language here is broad. Your categorization is broad here. Let's get a little more realistic. <laughs> um, so I think I think a big one is to uh, honestly probably invite your local uh, war cry celebrity. Uh, in so if you're in like say Dayton, I'd maybe invite those guys. Um, <laughs> if you're in Madison and you don't invite us, well, <laughs> uh, all kidding aside, using your social platforms to reach out to local groups. If you're in a 40k Discord, if you're in a uh, Age of Sigmar Discord, if you're in any of those things, be like, hey, does anybody play Warcry? I'd really like to try it. You'll find at least one or two people, probably, if not more. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got the stuff, and if they don't have the stuff, they're like, yeah, I'll give it a try. Especially if you're like, I have the models, and they're already into wargaming. They're in. They're in. Even if they're like, I don't know if I got the time, the bandwidth, dude. It's Warcry. It's like the easiest way to play Warhammer. The fastest way to learn. Um, yeah. The the new edition of 40k looks closer to Warcry. Than than just about anything. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to push my space marines onto the table to fight some uh, cipher lords. It's going to happen. Um, <laughs> no, I think Games Workshop players is a great place to start. Like any Games Workshop players who are familiar with it, it, the game exists. Just ask. Like, see if anybody's interested. We've got a we've got at least one, maybe two, uh, two players in our Warcry League that have were previously. Uh, 40k players and they're just looking for something a little bit different um, so that's a great place to start try and find a, that could be where you find your second but that could be where you start finding your fourth fifth sixth etc um, where would you go skirmish players people that already like skirmish games uh, so kill your team friends in the kill team community yeah, yeah your your kill team guys they want to play what's and what's a, what's a good uh, I think I don't know if you said this to to somebody or to to John, um, somebody said, uh, "If you're good at kill team, you'll you'll do even better in Warcry." <laughs> like, yeah. uh, yep. so yep. Uh, you know, it's it's not as complex as kill team, or it doesn't have the same kind of strategies. But if you, what you know and have honed in kill team is great, uh, great knowledge inside of Warcry. Um, uh, what other skirmish games uh, are are out there? Um, Shatter, was Shatterpoint, Shatterpoint or the Legion, the Star yep, Wars stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, M, the M, uh, MCP, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yep. Uh, Legion, Star Wars Legion players. Yep. Uh, Star Wars Legion players are just excited they don't have to paint so much and it's still about the same scale. <laughs> right, um, right. 
Because it's a lot yeah, of white or it's Malfo, a lot of tan. There's Infinity. Malfo. There's lots of mm-hmm. lots of really good skirmish games. Yeah, there. yeah. You know, people, you know, they got got that time budget. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, well, yeah, we can play this game in that same amount of time. Yep. Similar number of models. It's you know, it's more convincing than saying, yeah. oh yeah, you need a two thousand point AOS army. Yeah. Oh, that's a different. And that might be a good like trade. Like, would you show me a game of MCP and I'll show you a game of Warcry? That could be a really good entry right. point. Um, right. Even if you have yeah. no intention whatsoever of going over to the dark side of Legion. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have Legion models. <laughs> uh, what about board gamers? What do you guys think about inviting board gamers uh, to play some Warcry? I mean, Underworlds is essentially a board game. Yeah. I mean, a lot uh, of ways. So when you're pitching it to board gamers, it's important to tell them you're just playing a game. Not that you're playing Warhammer, not that you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, whatever game you're playing that's bigger than just tonight, if you tell them you're just playing a game, suddenly it is the most approachable piece of ice cream they've ever had. Um, but the moment you say, hey, this is Warhammer, they're like, <gasps> sure, expensive. Yeah. Um, so so making sure you, you set the expectation that this is a board game that'll play faster than most board games out there. Oh, you, you used to play in Pandemic. That's super cool. Hey, how about we play three games of uh, this other board game real quick and check it out? If you if you don't like it after the first, we'll jump right back into Pandemic. How's that sound? <laughs> and they'll go, boy, that sounds great. Yeah, we could do that for a break. And then they play it and they're like, wait, so there's like a story that goes with this? Yeah. So I can play like a bunch of games? And when we're done, we're just done? Yeah. Um, but even your Settlers of Catan players, right? My... Uh, my brother-in-law is a Settlers of Catan player, and uh, he wants to check out Warhammer as long as he doesn't have to worry about the models. And I was like, this is easy enough, man. I've got everything six times over. What do you need? And um, we've talked about it, and it's really just setting up schedules because we, we work opposites. But um, he he's down, right? And it really is just that simple. As soon as we stop saying it's Warhammer, right, I, uh, I have... Um, one of the Warhammer board games you could buy at Barnes & Noble, and it's Stormcast versus Chaos and the Taint of Chaos, and you fight it back. Uh, we haven't played that game, but the moment I said I got a board game that's that's Warhammer-themed, he was like, oh, I'd be interested in a board game, and that was Warcry. So <laughs> nice. so it's, a very, it's a very different um, it's a very different way to use the same language. Realistically, no. Warcry does play fast. No, yeah. I... I get that because I do. I have experienced that as well, where board gamers know of Warhammer and they're it's intimidated. They've they've decided that that's not the route that they want to go. They want open it it's up, forbidden. lay down the pieces, and go. Which I would say Warcry is probably easier than some board games, right? Uh, for yeah, setup yeah, and, and that much. sort of thing. So because it's like Zombicide, which is technically a board game, but you know it's got a lot more models than you got in your Warcry Warbands. Yep. yep <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, another reason, yeah, like you said, have some things. Uh, and I mean, Vin, also you have a unique position where you're super generous with the things you're having. If it, you give somebody a warband, if it means they'll come and play, so um, yeah, uh, that's pretty pretty fantastic. Um, One of the uh, the guys at work called me a push a man the other day because I was like, "Hey, your first one's free. Come with me. We'll get you a combat patrol." <laughs> <laughs> you want some of that push bit? Oh, you sound like a push a man. <laughs> Um, I, try and, and get pity from your spouse. See if your spouse will play. Uh, hey, sweetie, I'm feeling bad. Nobody's joining my, my league. Would you come and pad our numbers? Uh, maybe that will help. 
if that would work. And then, and then they, they, do play with their spouses, your, so your, your partner really likes it and, you know, they join it. Pretty cool. And uh, now you both have a Warhammer prob- uh, solution. And, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> self supporting this all. Yeah, yeah. And nobody has money anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ramen for weeks <laughs> prior to a big launch. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. So there's some some ideas of of people to start looking for, and I mean honestly, as as we've started growing it, a lot of it is is each people each person that joins our group, a either invites somebody that they know and is interested in playing, right, or is they're representing our group so that when there is somebody that the, at the LGS that say, hey, I'm interested in that, and I know this happened just the, this last week with some of we had a, a kind of a I don't. I, were you there, Josh, uh, this last week? No, I wasn't there either. This last week. Um, nope. But somebody who'd been painting at the at Mox uh, Mania had been there painting and kind of perusing, had been interested, and got introduced by I think Darius or somebody else to the people playing, and they sat and chatted with them. And that person has gotten on our Discord, and now they're you know like they may just come and paint. Like we've just tried to tried. Uh, maybe I'll take a, a back take a step back as soon as soon as you're you're wanting to grow you got to take a look at the space you're creating the energy you're creating and make sure that it's the most welcoming open space that you can create right if um if you're worried about winning uh uh, individual games over growing community like growing community needs to be your first priority i think for a while over uh, getting the most games in. Now, sometimes I get a little greedy. I get there super early so I can get like potentially three games in a night. <laughs> but I've started to notice too, there's times where I take a break because I'm like, I want to greet people as they're coming in. I want to make sure that other people have games to play and that they're not sitting with their, you know, twiddling their thumbs. They could be playing a game. I get plenty of games. I don't need to play. I don't, and I don't need three games a night in order to keep my interest in this group. To making I need to make sure other people get two games in or one game in or something like that. Or or three games a night to make sure I win every game. Josh. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll say is that I feel like uh, uh, some of these skirmish games, these smaller commitment games, are drawing more people in of more backgrounds. So if you're a group that wants to be just dudes you're not going to grow your community as big as if you're going to be more welcoming to, um, you know, uh, uh, people of all genders, right? Uh, um, uh, if you're just trying to be uh, AOS, like, and somebody comes in with, with uh, 40K and they come from a different background or a different game, like, you need to be a space where somebody who doesn't know anything about Warhammer, doesn't come from that tradition, feels comfortable coming in and playing. Um, and and you're if you're the one starting the group, you're in charge of that, right? You need to be... Uh, setting that tone. And I mean, I feel super blessed that you two are both some of the most open and accepting people that I've ever met and that you generally want people to have a great time regardless of what their experience has been. Like there is no judgment whatsoever. In fact, you, you guys are both so over the, the moon if somebody's new because you want to be their first experience in this game <laughs> so that it is the best experience it could possibly be. Right. Um, and, and I think that's, I mean, for us as the mortal realms group, as the dogs of war cry, when we run events, we want 
our events and our spaces to be the most uh, uh, open, welcoming, and, and, and the best experience people have of all of their Warcry experiences or other game experiences. Um, and so we would welcome you to adopt a similar mindset to help grow this. Um, that doesn't mean you can't like razz people or figure out like right, right. your, your group dynamics <laughs> first. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but like yeah, in that same way, like, um, you're building community. You're not, you know, you're not building a feeder for your games or for your win streaks or anything like that. Right. Um, so just focus there. That being said, so sorry for getting long-winded and passionate about the way you guys build community, but <laughs> now, you, now that you want to promote, what are some ways that we can promote our uh, activities here? How do we how do we get the word out further than that? Running demo games is so huge, uh, and that's not just the GW manager in me. It's it's really that like you you run a demo game and you teach somebody the basics, right? You don't even have to get through the let's roll to see if they lived or died. You can just do congratulations. How did it feel to win your first Warhammer game? How did this first game feel? What What is it about you that made this fun, right? Like, get into what was your favorite part, like, of the whole experience. What was your favorite part? Uh, asking people those follow-up questions just to see that they had fun um, should be something. I've done it at tournaments, right? I'll be I'll be in the third spot in a tournament and I'll be like, dude, what was your favorite part of that game? And they'll look at me like I'm speaking French and they'll they'll be like, okay, and uh, I'll <laughs> you know they'll come back and they'll tell me something that was important. Running that demo game, running that let's have fun game, and it's about both of us as people, not so much about our little toy soldiers. Like, let's talk about it, right? Like, yeah. what what was fun? This is the goal of what our hobby is, right? Uh, if I had a homie that was like smashing my hand with a hammer and it was no fun ever, uh, I wouldn't have it as a hobby very long. So <laughs> right. keep your eye on the prize and it's fun. Um, and fun comes in the face of a lot of different things, right? Maybe the guy loves painting and he's like, dude, it looks so cool when my model was on top of the barricade and those bamboo sticks when he was going to jump down and kill your, your mutilith. And I was like, yeah really cool my mutilith definitely died like <laughs> um but you know that might be their moment for the game but it could also be the moment where the guy was like yes in my 16.5 percent chance anime protagonist glasses you know went, went off and i got your guy and i killed him so dead and then took the objective and won the game like and that's good too right have your fun your way uh, yeah. just don't make it cost the other guy okay you know, <laughs> like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be at somebody's expense. Like, yeah. you know, never paint shame should be always a thing. Never, you know, there's definitely a lot of nevers that you could do and we could fill a whole podcast. Well, I was going to say, nevers. I think maybe episode one of next season should be how to run a stinking, no, not a stinking, a demo game that doesn't stink. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'd be down for that. Let's, let's make that episode one of next season. So stay tuned for that. But I think your point is, is you need to be willing to run demo games. You need to be willing to go from like, I'm playing at the top level of, of this game to like, let me get down to basics. Let me get down to introducing a new person into this because I'll get back to playing at high level later. I need to introduce mm -hmm. somebody to this world that I love uh, and hope that they love it too uh, in their way. Um, and I think you yeah. can travel. I think that's another way to, to, to partner with other local game stores. Um, I know some of our crew has and other play groups, other play groups. Yeah. Yep. 
and say, hey, would, would your playgroup be interested in a demo of this, right? Try something new. Um, uh, that could be a really cool, um, that actually could be really cool because we got an Underworlds uh, community in our local area and we're doing some like, through our, our podcasting network, we're doing some, some uh, quid pro quo type of stuff, but it could be a cool like, hey, what if on your league or our league night we run Underworlds and you come show it to us or something like that. Although different game nights, I mean, there's a reason why we have them on our game nights and people schedule for that stuff, but just thinking out loud. Um, I know anybody that does both. <laughs> what do you think about uh, the advice of start a podcast? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it can be tricky to get your head wrapped around it, but yeah, certainly. We have the advantage of advertising well, that there's way. there's a, a couple of our group members who listen to our podcast because, they, again, they were interested in Warcry because they found it online. They went to online groups. They found our podcast, started listening, and they were like, wait a minute, did they say they're from Madison? And the, I'm in Madison, so they came and found us. Like, there's something to yep. be said for yep. being having an online uh, uh way of communicating presence, presence yep. to communicate to your city, even if, uh, you know, it's not the, you know, we've found some people that way. Right. Um, and it's fun because then they can make fun of us and how we sound online in person. <laughs> right. Right. I get, get a lot of, I thought you mentioned them online. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they get to be guests yep. and permanent members. Yep. <laughs> You told it. Why did you say permanent out loud? We we're kind of holding that over his head. <laughs> well, is it? Oh, is it? Per is permeating. It? Is it? Permeating. Per you. You are permitted to come on. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, flyer. Like it's it's about communicating in your local community on different social platforms. If you have local. Uh, Facebook groups, same place you're like, we're starting to recruit people that keep promoting it, keep talking about it, hype it up, let people know that it's it's happening. Um, yeah, and if, if you're playing at a local game store, having a poster or a flyer that indicates when you're meeting, how often, how, you know, how to get contacted, that way the, you know, the person at the store can say, oh yeah, hey, have you seen this? There's this information here, contact them, they know how to get a hold of you, and that can help yeah. build the community. In that sense. Um, here's what I'm going to say. Run an event locally. Um, create a space where uh, there is an event going on, and it's different than a league night. And I think a lot of people think about it different than a league night. Promote that to a number of your local game stores. Let them know that you're running an event. People, we've had so many people have their like first or second game be at an event um, because for some reason that seems more appealing to them to go and you know they've been math hammering in their head and building their list like on their own. And like, they want to go and test it. And they want to have many games in one day. Uh, and they can, they're, it's maybe easier for them to commit a Saturday than it is every Thursday or every Tuesday. Um, mm -hmm. uh, or they don't know about the league, you know, community right. yet. And that's, that's, uh, and it might be uh, an event might catch their ear a little bit more than uh, a game night or something like right. that. Um, we've, yeah. We ran, uh, or one of our members ran an event. It was sort of like a crazy, no holds barred kind of event. And I think we we grabbed two two new people came to uh, like heard about the event, and in planning for the event, came to one of our league nights so they could get a practice demo game in, so that they could uh, have a more fun at the event. And it was a great way of introducing them to our crew, 
uh, our community and uh, have something cool like that to go to. Um, there's just, yeah, there's more noise and excitement around an event. And if you can do one, it's also healthy for your gaming group to have something like that to switch it up um, and plan for. Yeah, a different way to mm-hmm. play. Yeah, um, different, you know, encourages new war bands, new play styles, new tactics. Yep. Uh, and one of the things that really galvanized our group really fast, faster than I expected, was uh, us going up to a regional event up with uh, Dan's uh, event up in the Twin Cities. Uh, one person was like, hey, there's this event. I'm thinking about going. I think that'd be really cool. And then number two jumped on. And that wasn't even, I don't know if it was, was that you, Vint, that started that chain? Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And it really, like, we had seven people drive two cars up there, uh, you know, hang out, uh, represent. Um, and that was just a lot of fun <laughs> and built great memories for us, you know? Uh, and I think yeah. we'd known each other a couple of months, if that, right? We'd only played together yeah. for a little bit, but it really set the tone for our uh, league. It really kind of boosted the commitment to the group that a lot of our new players had. Uh, so it was a, it was a big surge uh, for us. It was a big uh, boost mm-hmm. for us. Um, yeah. uh, and then beyond that was Adepticon. Uh, because of kind of we had some, we'd already had a track record of six or eight months of playing as a league, Adepticon became a more appealing thing for people to go to. And we had a huge group of our local uh, players came to Adepticon uh, uh, to, to participate in different events and our event that we ran. Um, and that was great to have familiar huge. faces there with us, right? And I'm sure, and, and many of them are, are open to helping us with those things in the future. But, um, but Adepticon sort of for one of the meccas for our um, gaming uh, this with for Warcry, right? For tabletop miniatures. Um, Nova being another one and LVO being another one. Um, but uh, to kind of, again, to galvanize, to, to meet more people, you might meet people at Adepticon from your local, your hometown or nearby. Um, I know I was connecting people with, so Adepticon's in Chicago. I know there's multiple people from Chicago that are saying, hey, do you know this person? You're both in Chicago. Do you know each other? Do you play? You know, that sort of thing. And it can be a great way to, I think it can be harder to find people in bigger cities, uh, uh, granted, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's regionalized. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, well, and there's also a billion places to play, right? We talked yeah. about LGSs. When there's 14 in a five-mile radius, it's hard to. It's hard to decide where you're playing yep. and where you're going to put up. Stakes. People are much more uh, uh, segmented and uh, disparate um, when there's a lot of choices. Um, what's convenient for them? Yeah. Um, anything else on that promoting side or growing our community? Um, what anything else that we've done or something that you'd like to, to share that that would? Um, yeah, I think one of the thing um, you know, and, and again, the Warcry community is fairly giving, but you know, one thing that that we did, especially early on, is, you know, whenever we created an event and we ran it in-house and tweaked it, uh, I would often share it online. Say, hey, we ran this event locally. We had a great time. It's out here. You guys give it a try. Maybe you'd like to play it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when you come up with a neat idea, sharing that with other people kind of, uh, I guess, you know, like it grows that positive communal uh, group of, you know, oh, yeah, I've got these ideas. Oh, I've got this list-building app thing now, you know, so... Now we have this great list of resources and websites and YouTubes that we can go to because people are willing to share. You know, it's not they're not keeping it from you know this is not you know 
I'm not patenting, patenting this, you know, it's like our Adepticon event, right? You know, we're, we're sharing that information with, with communities in Missouri so they can run yep. there locally, you know, and have a great time and, and try out all those different tools yeah. and stuff. And I, I think that's a great way to build community, but also show good faith in other communities and help them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go back to the, what we said at the beginning, uh, about not trying to hold too tightly to, you know, Hey, this is my league. Um, because what we've been able to do is teach other people how to run demos. Right. Um, I know like, uh, we bring up Mike every so often. I remember the first demo he ran for somebody, he crushed them. And I was like, Mike, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pull back a little bit. Uh, and I mean, but I, I know that anybody who plays Mike has a good time regardless of whether they're winning or losing. Uh, so yeah, it didn't yeah. end up impacting like that person is, is still gaming with us. So he didn't lose anybody, <laughs> but, but he's also like that, that signal, like, and talking through it was like, Oh yeah, I, I can play different when I'm demoing. Like, and if you have more people that can demo, right. Uh, if I'm not there one week and somebody shows up to play, we've got other people that can, kind of run that and to kind of uh, it's it's multiplying right if we're all capable of inviting people in if we're all capable of uh, if if your tone and the space you create is contagious to other people right if they get it and they understand if it's intentional uh then they're going to propagate that they're going to lift up that same those that same culture that you're building and and share that with the next group of people that kind of comes in um and that's you know you've got to let that go. You've got to kind of train more people to be uh, forefront, right? And be for your group. That's good. Well, I mean, I think, you know, this time around, obviously there's, a, there's been a lot of support. We don't have the pandemic in the way. So yep. that's been a huge, a huge bus. Don't you try know, and grow you know, local gaming group during a pandemic. <laughs> it started and then, yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. hard to maintain when yeah. you play games. As yep. Much. <laughs> But I, but I think uh, I think it's one of the things I have seen more with with this league in the last year is people sharing hobby a lot more in terms of like conversions and ideas, unique models, terrain, you know, building and painting terrain sets, or you know, coming up with novel ways to play. And that's that's something I don't think we got a whole lot of in the first yeah. you know couple years of, of you know it was mainly you and myself coming up with ideas and then things like that. So I think that's been really fun to have. Yeah this creative group that's also sharing the hobby in the community as well as the playing. And I think that's why people are so willing to like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to try and run this tournament, you know? And, yeah. you know, and, and I think it, it's, it's been a fun group and I think, you know, I've learned a lot and other people are learning a lot. We're sharing and, you know, just kind of building off each other's ideas and motivation. It's been fun. Yeah. Well, one of the cool things I've found in the last year has been the sharing regionally. Right. So, Dan took stuff from us to run his Salty Sea event up in Minneapolis that we attended. And that was really cool to see, like, a little bit of Dogs of War Cry flavor there. Um, and then, you know, I think Ian, from the sounds of it, um, I, or uh, I know that at the, the competitive uh, War Cry event, um, there was stuff that I talked to Dan about that I was then talking to Kevin about who ran the event at Adepticon for the competitive side. Yeah. Um, and there was stuff as you kind of bounced around in those places where you learned more because of experiences with each other. And what that's doing is it's forming a regional community. Um, so travel, like get out and see people because the people in our area are going to be just like you and they're going to be awesome if you're in the Midwest. 
Um, if you're not in the Midwest, still travel and go meet the people in your in your community. You know, uh, it's important to to know you you will have the community you earn. Are you um, are you saying we're mid best? You, uh, I, I would say we have some really cool conversions. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yes, mid best. I like that. Um, the kids these days say new team say name. mid uh, as uh, being kind of vanilla or not having much going for them. So would you say we're base? Yeah, we're base. Uh, <laughs> but the best kind of base. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, <laughs> well done, Eric. Be, uh, you can learn a lot. You can share a lot, and, and the community grows as a whole yeah, overall. Yeah. I think that way. Yeah. Uh, I do think it was helpful for us to have a pretty big season for Warcry and Games Workshop being promoting this pretty big. We're not certain whether or not twenty twenty four the fall or into fall into you know winter is going to be as big. Right, the size of the boxes or releases may not be the same size. So the energy generated for new players may not be as big without that. Um, but that's yet to be seen. Uh, but when we, when we, so that's been a piece that's been kind of new, right? Because it was a big re-release relaunch uh, that really helped us out. And that's, you know, I think coming off of this past season, I think there's a lot of people that saw it, bought into it, but haven't gotten to gaming groups. And if you build, I think this is going to be a good building year for it. Um, in 2024. Um, anything else that if, uh, if you kind of wish listing, if you wish our, our, um, we could do something for our group or our local community, um, anything that you thought about that you'd love to, to try out and kind of help solidify or congeal. Those are all seem like negative words, but that meant mean good things by them. I think uh, one of the big things I'm, I'm going to be working on this year, um, and I, I write my seasons and my seasonal goals, like I, I still work for GW sometimes, but it works because that's the game and the hobby and the calendar we play by. Yeah. Um, so for, for this season, if you will, um, starting in the next couple months, I'm going to try and make more local game days where they are like AOS or 40K or whatever they are, and I'll bring my Warcry stuff. Um, and I know I've said it on the podcast before, but the big running joke when I go to tournaments is, has he talked to you about Warcry? <laughs> uh, when when my friends will walk by the table, it doesn't matter what game we're playing, uh, but that that generally comes up. And you're in, you're going to go uh, infiltrate other spaces. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, I want to gauge some of the the interest. Yeah, yeah. Right. I haven't been out to uh, Gemini Games in Stoughton uh, to play in their group or their league, but it's huge. Yeah. Uh, everything I've heard about it is it's a giant AOS group that has a lot of players that are supposed to be pretty good. Nice. Um, so I want to go check it out and see what they have and see who those people are and talk to the LGS manager there and be like, hey, look, do you want to talk to some of your guys and see if they'd be interested in Warcry? I'd swing out on one of these nights and we'd all play. Yeah. Do you have a Discord server, right? Uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Josh, anything that you'd love to see uh, in the community or see somebody try? Um, well, you know, one of the things I, I disappointed we never got to try like the Soroth Core map-based campaign that came out for Warcry 1.0. Yeah. So I'd love for us to design some sort of like unique 
marketplace campaign for one of our leagues, yeah. you know, and, and kind of help, you know, have us all build our space and flavor there. And, you know, so lots of ideas yeah. out there, of course. And we've talked a lot about different ideas too for Adepticon or whatever else. But I would love to build something like that with the community. Yeah. We have. I tried to, to find a time in May to have like a cookout in Warcry so we could play outdoors with the wind in our hair blowing over models and have some tasty things roasting on the grill. Uh, and uh, but like May was mellow. May turned out to be a, I'm there. May turned out to be a bad time. So maybe <laughs> July or August, I'll see if something like that can happen. Uh, just oh. as an impromptu or one of our league nights, hey, come out and and bring something for the grill. Um, and we'll try that out. Yep. Now that we've talked about all those things and how to build your community and how that's all going, uh, I just want to say, come check us out on the Discord. Uh, TheMortalRealms.com slash Discord. Uh, you can find me on D-O-W-Vint at Twitter.com, and you can find Josh at... Jay Arrington, Twitter.com, and of course all of us at DogsOfWarCry at Gmail.com. And you can find me at uh, StoneMonkGamer on Twitter, uh, but primarily on uh, our Discord, TheMortalRealms.com forward slash Discord. You can find me under Eric uh, there. Uh, Eric, Josh, and Vint, our names are in our tags. Uh, come and find us yeah. and uh, ping us if you have questions sure. about building community. We will we will cheer you on as much as we can in the in the server. Got resources. Absolutely, we'll share. Uh, and if you have any questions yeah. or thoughts or corrections for us, please let us know other resources or other ideas that you think could help build community. And we'll get that on our next version of this in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, if you have pointers for me to help each other, appreciate it. Uh, slide them into my, my messages, though. We don't need him seeing the plan before it happens. All right, guys. It's your dice. Your it's the, yeah, uh, it's the dice. Yeah. Uh, Cradron Overlords. Cradron Overlords. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shoot more. Ask questions later. All right. Uh, it was wonderful uh, right. chatting with you guys. guys. Right. We'll talk to everybody soon. Yeah, for thanks, sure. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. It's time to put a muzzle on this episode. If it was a good, good dog, support the show with a positive review on iTunes, sharing it with friends, joining us for hobby discussions at themotorrealms.com forward slash discord, or leave a tip at themotorrealms.com forward slash Patreon. More content is available at themotorrealms.com and on Twitter at Dogs of Warcry. Cry.